Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. I'm in San Francisco. Padres are going to play four games, doubleheader today as we record this on Friday morning. Chris Paddock, Denilson Lament pitching today. But the big news that we are waiting for official word, and I have absolutely no idea what the Padres are going to say, exactly how they're going to try to explain <laughs> around this and you know put off actually talking about what is happening with Mike Clevenger. But Mike Clevenger has a sprained elbow, a, a, an elbow sprain. And we can get into like, how did this happen and, and all that. Uh, but Jay, I, I think bigger is the idea that he will not be pitching, presumably, almost certainly in the first round. The Padres' best hope is that they make it to the division series and Mike Clevenger can pitch then. That is the absolute best-case scenario, from my understanding. And and that even seems like such a long shot to happen if you think about – I mean, they just gave him a week off, almost a week off, and he came back and, you know, lasted one inning. Mm-hmm. So how much more time do you have to give him well, this time? Is it the same issue as last time? Um, I, I, I don't know. It just, it seems, it seems like a lot of hope, obviously, and, and maybe it turns out and you don't want to rule anything out. And obviously if he can come back and be effective, that's why they got him. It's a big deal on Monday. If you had said, Pat, I think we even knew Monday Paddock and Lamette were going to be pitching in this double header today. You wouldn't have said, Oh, and those guys are also going to be your game one and two starters uh, in the postseason, uh, obviously Lamet would be game one. You would think, and Paddock would be two, but that's where things stand. And you know, you have to, you got to play the guys who are healthy. And you know, Lamet's been fantastic this year. Paddock has not, but he's been fantastic at times in his two years here, and and even in his last outing, he was he was really good. So you certainly can't say that you would rely on him as much as you would rely on Clevenger. But you never know. I mean. It's not like Chris Paddock doesn't have talent and he can't go out in game two and against whoever they end up playing and and pitch a great game. Uh, I I think this will be felt more. I mean, obviously, it could be felt in the first round, but if they get out of the first round, this injury is going to be felt even more in the second round. Absolutely. Those are all great points. Jay, I want to make sure to address Clevenger here there. This is why and it has reached a point now where with how the media is with how social media is that every time you put out something, you're just like, Oh man, this is going to take off like wildfire before any of us amateur surgeons, uh, orthopedic surgeons have, uh, you know, a, a chance to really get the news. You know, there are things they can do and I'm not saying they are, but it's, there are things called shots that that can happen. The one thing you need to remember here is we all go nuts over this elbow, right? Elbow. Oh no. Elbow. Yeah. If they're even talking about this guy playing, that's good news. All oh, right? no, no question. So, so no we question. just need to remember that before we lose our minds over, and I say we, you know, the, the bigger we, lose our minds over elbow, sprained elbow. Uh, he had Tommy John surgery in 2012, Mike Clevenger did. There is not talk of that being something that needs to be done. This is relatively minor when you're comparing it to, say, TJ. Al, I want to get into how it could have been biceps uh, tightness evidently some of the symptoms are the same. And so it's called biceps tightness and they get them checked out, but they don't do imaging. And after imaging, then they see, oh, okay, I see it's somewhere in the elbow and, and we got a little sprain here. Okay. This is how, so 
it's not like the Padres are being duplicitous or lying or anything like that. These things happen. I look forward to by the time this podcast posts, if you're not watching this live, Padres will, well, they will have shoved James Tingler out there in front of us to have had to say something about what they're expecting. And what the expectation is, is that they need a couple days to whatever it is the course of treatment is to be able to see whether this guy can throw. And then he does a bullpen by that point, probably the wild card series has started and uh, you know, then you're getting Mike Clevenger ready for the division series. If that is how it goes, your point about it affecting them later. Absolutely. You've got, uh, and I'd be interested to see how they use Zach Davies this weekend, right? You've got uh, Zach Davies. He's going to do like a glorified bullpen because they've got a few innings to cover here (laughs) with, uh, you know, they've moved Garrett Richards to the bullpen. Uh, Obviously they're going to bring up some guys, uh, from the taxi squad. Uh, but I think it's in the division series. If they were to make it that far where dang it, man, if this guy can't be right, it just changes everything. Potentially. Well, no, yeah, absolutely. And and I guess my thought is that that series is only basically two weeks away and history with arm injuries, elbow injuries, things like that. I'm choosing to be pessimistic about that. And, and anybody who knows me and I'm hearing <laughs> laughter from the other room, in the, one of the other rooms in the house already, but that in, in this particular case, that's how I would look at it. And look, th- it's big that the Padres are in the playoffs. They have Mike Clevenger for two more years. You're not going to risk, and Mike Clevenger is not going to risk his future to go out there and pitch if he's not if he's not right. Now I'm sure Mike Clevenger is going to do everything he can in these next week in this next week or two to try to get himself in a position where he can pitch. But taking an unnecessary risk would be foolish uh, for him and for the team in this particular case, and I, I would not expect that to happen. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I there, it's, there's no way he's going to pitch next week. I, I just can't see any possible way that you're going to see him in the first round of the playoffs. No. So that takes you Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week with the three pitchers that we already mentioned who are – all very good pitchers, especially on their on their best days. And Davies and Lamette have had a lot of good days this year. Davies' regular time would be to go on Friday if he pitched Sunday. Of course, they could go in game two with him if they wanted. And if he didn't want to throw more than three innings or something Sunday, who knows? Um, chances are these games this weekend, uh, I mean, unless the Cardinals win every game, the Padres are going to host the next best second-place team. So that would be either, I guess it could still be Miami, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, or St. Louis. I think all those teams, maybe even Milwaukee could sneak in there if they swept the Cardinals this weekend. I am not I haven't done all the permutations, but I, I think the Padres will still be favored to beat whoever they play next week. But the week after, for one thing, you know, the Padres have three healthy starters at this moment as we as we record this, depending on how you consider Garrett Richards right now. You go into the division series, that's five games without a day off. It's unlike what we've seen at any point in the past. And it's really, I thought it was going to be a benefit for the Padres going into the postseason, but not so much now. You know, they're going to have to sort of cobble together a game out of that series and maybe even, and then maybe have to throw somebody on short rest if there's a fifth game. We'll get into that far more as we get closer, but that's definitely something to think about down the road. But yeah, it's unfortunate. And, and it leads me, you know, leads into the, another discussion, which is that all the talk that the, about that we had and everybody had about what a, you know, great job the Padres did at the trade deadline and all these trades aren't working out. 
like anybody thought, obviously, A.J. Preller and company, but even even fans and media. I mean, you look at the situation with Clevenger now, and, and he may or probably won't help in the postseason. You know, Mitch Moreland and Austin Nola recently have, have been like Brian Ludwig was 10 years ago. And I, I told you I was not, not going to break that out. But Moreland has looked like the left-handed Ludwig for pretty much the whole time he's been here. Austin Nola started out well. I had a good hot streak, but you know he hasn't been he hasn't been great either. The one guy who has been outstanding is Trevor Rosenthal at the back of the bullpen. But it would really help the Padres, obviously going forward, if they could get some production out of those two guys that I mentioned, as well as a couple other guys, Hosmer and Pham, who are coming back from injuries, and uh, uh, Tatis as well to you know give Machado some support. In the uh, on the and, and Will Myers on the offensive side of things, Trevor Rosenthal was the first deal. Could have stopped there. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but you know, hey, Austin Nola or Mitch Moreland uh, has big hit or hits in the postseason, and and that's what uh, you'll you'll remember. I right. will say that both of them, uh, their batting average on balls in play is very low. That's. Uh, you know, I guess I'm more prone to think that that means Austin Nola can break out than Mitch Moreland. There's just, I. I'm assuming the Padres are watching TV uh, because, you know, you can't scout in person. Um, maybe bat speed, maybe, you know, I don't know. He just looks like he's playing in mud, uh, Mitch Moreland does. Uh, it's just different. And so I, I don't, I'm not really sure. Uh, and, and let's, and let me just say real quick, I, I don't think that, you know, Mitch Moreland's a guy that if, if fam and if fam and Hosmer are both healthy, right. You don't need to have Mitch Moreland because you've got Profar. Uh, and fam can split left field and DH, and then your lineup is set with all the other guys who have been playing regularly. Now that doesn't give you much depth or or anything like that, but you can. I, I think these guys can survive quite well if the nine guys that are in the lineup that uh, would normally be in the lineup, even without Moreland, if you can get you know some of those guys to hit. Right now, the problem is that outside of I guess Profar, Myers, and Machado. Um, None of them are hitting uh, at any sort of great clip right now. And it's still regular season, and I am the last person to think that momentum in this weekend means anything because I think by the time you get to next Wednesday, everything's different in the playoffs. And just because a guy didn't hit for the last two weeks doesn't mean that he can hit, can't start hitting on Wednesday and vice versa. Some of these guys that are hitting well, there's just because they're hitting well doesn't guarantee that they're going to, you know, tear it up on Wednesday. We can't really get into the the psyche of how much effect did it have to clinch. Uh, you don't, you know, that you're pretty much going to get that home field. Right. It, it's, you know, it's, it's been kind of this super, super grind. Uh, you, you don't know. And like you said, gosh, I would even say that I'd read more into this weekend. What do they look like versus the results? But then I say, Eh, it all starts over on Wednesday anyway when the pressure yeah. of the playoffs uh, comes. So, and how much uh, are guys even going to play this weekend? I mean, I, I, you know, how much rest does a, someone like Machado get? Uh, yeah. You know, does he play all four games? If he does, does he come out in some of those games? Does he DH in in some of those games? There's there's all that to uh, you know to look at as well. And and I don't I don't know what the answer is. And I I have a feeling that the Padres might put a little more stock in trying in sort of the moment you always hear coaches and players talk about momentum. Maybe they feel that that's a big deal, but I think you were, didn't you have the stat that the 98 team um, mm -hmm. lost eight of its last 11 
going into the postseason. They had clinched early, early in Very early. In, in September and and sort of cruised down the stretch. And and then came game one and Kevin Brown, you know, struck out 36 guys and everything was and everything was fine uh, again. So that's so all they is, need from Lamette. This is really Lamette keeping doing what he's done in particular the last month. And Chris Paddock having another good start today like he had last time and like he, you know, outside of this one stretch really has, has been. So that's what you, you really want to see. And then whatever Zach Davies does on, on Sunday um, we'll see. And then the bullpen, you know, Austin Adams got to get a couple, uh, one of the guys they got in trade, he's got to get a couple games in. Uh, I would say he has a roster spot to lose essentially, um, you know, Craig Stam and, uh, are you going to have what? Do, how are you going to fill it now that you don't have? Maybe not so much for that first series where it's a three gamer, but uh, how are you going to fill it now that you don't have maybe Clevenger or even going in if Clevenger pitches in the in the division series, the second round? Mm-hmm. Are you going to have to have another pitcher that Absolutely. is there, a Perdomo? You know, uh, yeah. no, I'm getting ahead of myself, but no, yeah, this but, is going to be fascinating. Yeah, it is, and I don't know what the right number of pitchers is for a three game series. I mean, they they do have at least a half a dozen, I would say, reliable relievers right now. We haven't seen uh, Strom. Uh, I think that it, was a real – that was a, hey, okay, give him a few extra days for, for that knee. Right. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the knee after the season, if there needs to be a scope or something. He's uh, he's okay to pitch, uh, but I think that it's basically this thing like, let's get Matt Strom through this season. Yeah. And, you know, I'm looking, you've got Rosenthal, Pomerantz and Pagan, obviously for the, for the back end, you've got Richards and Hill and, and Pierce Johnson, that's six guys right there. Um, you know, do you, do you need, and Strom makes it, makes it seven plus your three starters. So you're up to 10. I mean, how many, do you, how many pitchers do you need, you know, in, in, th- in just three games, do you, do you put a guy like, I don't know, Morahone? or Stammon or Perdomo or one of those guys on there uh, that can give you a little bit of length. I mean, yeah. Morhone obviously was terrible the other day, but you could also say, well, he was thrown into a situation where he probably wasn't thinking he was going to pitch right at that point in time either. So he's, you know, he had pitched really well. I thought up until that, um, until that game, I think it was 20 strikeouts and two walks and 15 and two thirds. I think it was. So, um, I don't know what the roster composition looks like. And maybe that's something, you know, you can get into a little bit more as we get closer is what's the right mix on a 28 man roster for three games. You know, how it, I would rather see a couple guys on there. Uh, Jorge Mateo, Greg Allen type guys that can come in and run late in a game. If it's close and uh, rather than throwing 14 pitchers on the roster for three games, which is often how a playoff game goes. And, and it's little things like that where, you know, I just think all the time watching, obviously never up close, but but watching from afar, it seems yeah. like, man, that, that team got a, the, the postseason hero was a guy who wasn't really big during the regular season. Happens all the time. Um, so and it's different. And the one other thing is that we're not used to, if you watch mostly National League ball, is that the DH this year, I mean, you you needed more guys on the bench yeah. previously because you you were pit, you were doing a lot of pinch hitting for your pitchers and, and things like that. But uh, again, I, I just don't know that you need, you know, more than 10 or 11 pitchers for, for three games. Um, I know there's not an off day, but for the most part, uh, it seems like that would be, uh, 
that would be enough. So that's another thing that uh, that we'll be keeping an eye on. And and this weekend's interesting uh, for the Giants. I mean, you know, I think Yastrzemski, they're thinking maybe back today, at least as a to pinch hit or maybe DH. I'm not uh, I'm not sure. Uh, they've talked about using Samarja, Samarja this week this weekend, at least out of the bullpen, if nothing else. I think one of their games today is going to be a bullpen game and Tyler Anderson's supposed to pitch uh, the other game. But the Giants right now I'm looking are are 28 and 28. They're in the last wild card spot. Cincinnati is 29 and 28. Philadelphia is 28 and 29. Milwaukee's 27 and 29. I mean those teams are all jammed in together right now. And and so these are extremely meaningful games for the Giants and and especially after their loss, uh, that was kind of a bad loss yesterday against the Rockies. So uh, that's another another part of it uh, as as well. Have we mentioned the uh, that the, it is the Cardinals that are in the number five spot, which would be the team to come to San Diego? I know you mentioned that uh, for that to not happen, the Cardinals would have to win out. The Padres would have to lose out uh, for the Padres and I have a home series, but the Cardinals could be playing on Monday. As a matter of fact, I I guess I don't see how they aren't playing on Monday, considering how close it is a doubleheader at Detroit to determine playoff positioning. Uh, So this thing, you know, it's going to come down to the end. The Padres, uh, the the people, the scouts and the coaches they have watching games, be watching games on Monday, possibly to determine, you know, to see who they're actually getting ready for. Well, and and if the Cardinals do have to play on Monday and then play the Padres on Wednesday, I'm sure the Padres would be happy to see St. Louis have to go and, and, and come up with four, cover 14 innings uh, in a doubleheader on, uh, on, on Monday. So we'll, we'll go the ahead. The two most likely opponents are the teams that had like, you know, 10 games apiece wiped out uh, no. because of COVID early in the season. <laughs> pretty, pretty darn impressive. I don't know that those teams could be counted out at any point. No, that's, uh, that's true. And, and, you know, I think Miami, Miami's only a game ahead of Philadelphia. I mean, even though they're 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 in mm-hmm. second place, the Phillies are only a game a game behind. So it, it could be the Phillies that uh, come out here. Miami, both teams have three games um, uh, this weekend, and um, I think it might be against now uh, the Phillies play the Rays uh, as I uh, who have clinched already. Yeah, right. Who have have clinched, and I think they've uh, they've wrapped everything up, haven't they? Um, the Marlins the Marlins play the Yankees. Well, the Rays have a two-game lead, but I'm not sure that matters. Anybody really going all out for, you know, last at bat advantage? Uh, Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what it is. Uh, Really, yeah, this we're playing for this home series here, and the Padres are much better at home, last series notwithstanding. So I I do know that they very, very much want to be playing at Petco Park, but really, what what is it? And then off to the bubble. So yeah. I mean, once the Padres, right, for the Padres, it's a little different. They do need to make sure they they get that one win or, or Cardinals loss. But teams like the Rays, um, I mean, they're all set. They're they're going to be home next week anyway before, um, you know, before they come out here uh, and play either. I think the number one seed in the AL comes to San Diego. Um, so it could be um, Manuel Margot, Hunter Renfro. Um uh, anybody, those guys could all be, uh, 
uh, could be coming back here in a week or so. Well, I do think that uh, before we go, today is a big day, considering <clears throat> that it's Lamette and it's Paddock right. pitching. And after that, it's kind of cruising into the postseason. But I do think that Friday is is a big day, that doubleheader, to, uh, in particular how Paddock pitches. But also, you want to keep Lamette. You want to keep Lamette going dominant. Plus, Lamette can slide himself into a top three Cy Young finish uh, if he hasn't already. So Yeah, no question. Uh, and I also don't think with someone like Lamette, I, I, I don't think you want to push him either. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, 80, 90 pitches today would probably be fine. I, I would be shocked if, if they let him go much beyond that, especially knowing now that he's definitely would be the game one starter on Wednesday, regular rest, but there's no reason for him to have a, to, to do anything stressful today. And, uh, I, I'd be shocked if we didn't uh, see that. And of course the seven inning games today. Yeah. Well, so uh, when he throws the no hitter, it won't oh. count anyway. So just let <laughs> so, him get out of there. <laughs> so there you have it. Well, this is weird, Kevin, but we'll come back next week and we'll, instead of doing like some sort of postseason wrap up and boy, let's talk about the Padres latest 90 loss season and what changes are they going to make? We'll come back maybe Tuesday, uh, just because we don't know what time the game's going to be Wednesday. Maybe we'll do this on Tuesday and we'll have a real life playoff series to talk about. Like when we focus on the opponent and I mean, Mm -hmm. we can honestly say these are must win games. And this is <laughs> we're going to be breaking down the opponent. No, it's going to be great. And it's an opponent we haven't seen all year either. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know much about any of the teams that uh, that they might be playing. So uh, they have to they have to do some homework and everything for this. It'll be great. So it is exciting. All right, thank you, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you then. <laughs>